Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Graubacher, and the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club, and welcome to our author, Ron DeLegge. Welcome, Ron. George, great to be here. So Ron is the founder and chief portfolio strategist at ETF Guide. He is the inventor of the portfolio report card. He is the host and producer of the Index Investing Show and the author of multiple books, including his most recent, Habits of the Investing Greats, 26 Proven Tactics for Achieving the Financial Results You Want. I'm excited to have you on. Ron, if you would, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to put pen to paper and write the book? Yeah, so my personal life, I'm uh, born and raised in Chicago area uh, and, uh, you know, I grew up in a middle-class family. Uh, my my uh, interest was always in uh, the arts. You know, I got into finance kind of, I guess, through the back door, so to speak. I had an uncle who was in the financial planning business, but I was never really interested in it. I was always interested in the arts. And the main reason because of that, George, was because in, in the arts, you didn't have to read, you know. <laughs> so so the arts was all about, you know, uh, drawing and painting. painting. And I remember um, in my earliest days when I was in my formative years going to school, actually when I got out of high school, I was just thrilled with my first day of being in art school. I studied graphic arts, nice. or what, they, what they now know as graphic design. And my first day at school was the absolute best because the teacher said to us, uh, so tomorrow, you know, kind of like a, a uh, you know, introduction to, to drawing. And so she, she said to us, listen, tomorrow we're going to actually draw. And so I want you to bring all your supplies and then we'll, uh, we'll get into it. So came back the next day with all my supplies and a woman got up on the platform and basically undressed completely. And my teacher said, Stop, start drawing. And so that was my introduction into to art, art, art school. And, and it really, what it taught me, George, was how to see. Hmm. And I don't know if there's any listeners that, that are, you know, artistically inclined or, or are painters or draw, or, or draw as illustration. But that taught me uh, in life really uh, beyond art, how to see. And so I think uh, that that's kind of stuck with me. Uh, you know, today I, I live in Southern California. I uh, am happily married. And, uh, you know, I, I try to try to see and observe things that that uh, maybe are overlooked and missed uh, by the masses. So that's kind of uh, a little bit about me. Got it. Well, I appreciate that. So obviously, You've 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 broken that dislike of reading because you're now a writer. So how 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 did that evolve? Yeah. So I basically, you know, I wasn't always really interested in in uh, in, in writing or reading. I, I guess um, you know all the artistic painting and drawing that sort of eventually came out to me in, as a writer. And it wasn't really probably until the early 2000s that I began to really develop a love for writing and, and basically documenting my thoughts. And so um, uh, I worked as an advisor for 11 years, uh, managing assets as an RIA, 
from 1996 to, to 2007. In that same period, early 2000s, I founded ETF Guide, public, basically publishing research all about exchange-traded funds and investing. And so I, I, at that time, was really kind of forced to write and to, to really improve um, in terms of publishing blog posts and research. So that was kind of how I, I got into it. I also became an outside contributor to Think Advisor, uh, <laughs> which, which, well, it's known today as Think Advisor. Before then, it was known as Research Magazine. That was one of their main publications. <laughs> and so I was publishing in, uh, basically a monthly column uh, that went out to financial advisors. I did that uh, for 10 years. And, and um, now I'm an outside contributor to Financial Advisor Magazine. I've been doing that for a few years. So that's kind of kept my game in terms of writing sharp. But, but, what I wanted to do with the books is kind of more right for myself and really for my, my audience and, and things that, that I observe in terms of, um, you know, what, what works in terms of investing results and success. And of course, what doesn't work. And so that's, that's sort of how, how I got into, you know, writing. Got it. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And I imagine once you sort of found your passion for it in early 2000 and you just get better and better at it and probably a, an excellent way to from learning how to see the world then to help process your thoughts a little bit. And obviously, I think that that when we're able to actually teach something, uh, then we get even better and better at it. So I appreciate that very much. So what, what are you hoping that, that, that people get out of reading, uh, the habits of the investing greats? Yeah. So I want people to really understand that good habits when it comes to finance and investing uh, contribute to good results. I mean, that, that really is ultimately the main objective. And conversely, poor habits contribute to poor results. So what we want to try to do, we're all imperfect. We all have glitches. Some of us have uh, bigger glitches than others. But the idea is really to have more self-awareness about what we're doing uh, from a habit perspective in terms of um, you know cultivating the right habits uh, this book, of course, has 26 of them, which I picked deliberately. Some people say, well, why just 26? I can think of 50. Sure. Or I can think of 100. Well, that's because there's 26 weeks in half a year. And my idea was, listen, what if we just practiced one of these habits per week for 26 weeks? At the end of half a year, hopefully we'll be a little bit better in terms of our decision-making and, and habits, hopefully positively influencing our investments. And then after that, uh, you could practice these same habits in chronological order or in any order, for that matter, that, that you want. And so that's how I picked you know, the 26 habits. There's, of course, a lot more. Perhaps there's a sequel here, too, that I sure. did, didn't foresee, but... That was sort of the idea. The other, the other thing, too, that I'll mention quickly is uh, even I wanted people to understand that even people with humble roots and small amounts of money to invest can achieve world-class results by simply cultivating the right habits. And so that's another underlying 
a, a point uh, that I make in the book. And and when people think about investing greats, they usually think about the famous investors, you sure. know, the billionaires. But I uh, I want people to understand that, and I mention a couple of them in the book, that you don't you don't there, there's a lot of investing greats that are anonymous or not famous. I mentioned a couple of them in my book, people that that you've never heard about that are just absolute beasts when it comes to investing. I mean, they're just legendary. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that that's the other message that I want people to get. Yeah, I think that that's such an important one. I mean, you I'm going to echo everything that you just said. You've got folks like like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and, and billionaire investors, but then also people that have become uh, very financially successful living on really, really small amounts of money and, and living well, well um, within their means. So you highlight not only just like, like, like exactly what you said, the ultra wealthy and the best investors in the world, but also I think give people uh, motivation that no matter where you are, you'll be able to be financially successful. So I think that that's such an important thing. So I, I appreciate that. Are there certain habits that you really look to, you, you, you've been talking about money for an awfully long time, um, some, some really of, of your favorite habits that you wish more people would, would build? I think one that we can all improve on, including yours truly, is just being better organized. Um, this is, I think, one of the, I would say, probably underrated habits, you know, because being organized, it's, it's like it's like decluttering your life to some extent and, and really just like having a written investment policy statement, for example, you know, I, I've seen so many investors that are operating without a written plan, which is just mind boggling, uh, you know, managing, you know, their life savings and they have no written plan Mm -hmm. yet. These are the same people that wouldn't think of leaving their house without a GPS, Hmm. you know, and it's so, so contradictory, you know, in so many ways. And so just being better organized, I think, um, you know, you, you typically think of organization as a quality and not necessarily as a habit, but it is a habit, you know? Um, so I think having a written investment policy statements key. Uh, another thing too, is just staying on top of your stuff when there's changes in your life. Uh, for example, if there's a, a birth, a death, a marriage, a divorce, you know, major life changes, then just making sure you stay on top of things as simple but as crucial as your beneficiary designations. You know, um, I'm sure there's a, a number of people out there, and I've, I've encountered some of them, that didn't even realize or remember that they've got ex-spouses still named as their primary beneficiaries on their, their retirement accounts. So it's all just about being better organized and, and it's hard to do in this day and age, George, because we're so distracted by uh, social media. We're so distracted by uh, just living our lives. And, and we, we tend to overlook these very basic but crucial elements of, of you know, what, what leads to investing success. I appreciate that very much, and I totally agree. There are plenty of things that are are drawing our time and attention away from from making sure that we're doing the fundamentals. And I really wonder what percentage, because I bet it's 
I bet it's more than 10% of people that have ex-spouses just as, as beneficiaries on really important accounts. So, And it, and when you think about it too, George, I mean, how devastating is that? Mm. I mean, you, here you are, you're working on having the best you know, asset allocation, you're picking all of these investments, all that hard work uh, completely out the window because of a, of a silly mistake. Like, like not updating your beneficiary information. I mean, it's just, it's, it, these are the kinds of things that can instantly implode, uh, you know, decades of savings and, and decades of uh, hard work. Yeah. Devastating for sure. Are there certain habits? Well, like, you know, I think every one of these, you could probably look at, 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 at the opposite way. There's certain habits that you say, okay, people really need to knock this off. Yeah. Um, orderly is another one. Um, this is this is an interesting one because um, when it comes to being an orderly uh, person, you can be an organized person, but not necessarily an orderly person when it comes to your investments. And so what I mean by that is uh, if, for example, we're the type of people that are disorderly, right, we make investment uh, decisions based on our emotions, based on how we feel at the moment, or perhaps we're simply mimicking what other investors' emotions are at that, that, that any given moment. Um, you can have a well-organized person exit their investments at the worst possible time when market prices are bottoming, and if they compound that mistake by making their investment purchases at the worst possible time, at the very top of each successful market peak, clearly very bad results are going to follow. And so orderly and orderliness is, is something that, that certainly requires self-control. But before you can do that, you have to obviously be self-aware and know what your personality traits are, your strengths, your weaknesses. If you have a history, for example, of panicking during falling markets, one possible solution is to start with a more, more conservative asset mix and to invest with a larger cushion, or what I like to call a margin of safety. Um, so these are things that, that can help prepare you to have orderly habits and an orderly approach to your investments. Got it. Appreciate that. So this is your third book? Yes, this is the third one. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, all my books. I don't know if the, your audience is familiar with the, my previous books. My first one was called Gents with No Sense, A Closer Look at Wall Street. And then the other book was called The Wall Street Coloring Book. So all my books up until now have pictures. So even if you don't like to read, you can just look at the pictures because uh, almost every book that I've written, like I said, up until now is very graphic heavy. Uh, you know, I hired, hired illustrators with all these projects. So this particular one, though, Habits of the Investing Greats, there's uh, actual portraits of the investing greats. I think there's 16, if I remember correctly. And uh, it just helps to visualize who these people are. Some of them are still alive. Some of them aren't. Some of them are women. Some of them are men. Some of them are from different cultures. Not all of them are necessarily, you know, uh, of a, 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 you know, Americans and white. You know, some are African-American and, and some come from, you know, international roots. But the main thing they have all in common, regardless of, 
of their sex or regardless of, you know, their upbringing, they all have that one thing in common that they, you know, uh, all cultivate the right, the right habits. And so one of the other things I should mention quickly is that, um, I matched up each habit to one specific investing grade. So the, the idea there was to give you an example of that habit in action with, with real life examples. And then, and then, you know, link that to specific investing great who emulates that particular habit, uh, the best. And so, but anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, authoring is, is kind of addictive. You know, it's, it's, I guess like, uh, like anything, you know, once you have written a book, you kind of almost want to write more. So, uh, I'm already working on my fourth book, this, uh, you know, which will be out later this year. I love it. And I really like the, uh, I really like the portraits in, in this book. I, I do think, uh, it brings some humanity to it, you know, just talking about, well, this person has been such a successful investor and this, that, and the other thing, which is very cool, but to actually turn the page and to see what they actually look like and, to to, to read a quote from them, I think is a very nice touch. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And and hats off to my my illustrator Matthew Toller who who did the portraits. I brought him the idea, but he's the one that that really executed it and and he did such a great job. Nice. Yeah, he he, he definitely did. Uh looking back on it, anything that you would add or or subtract from the book? Oh, that's a good question. You know, um I don't know about adding or subtracting it, that's that's a difficult question i think one of the issues that i have you know sometimes when it comes to authoring books um uh, some people and, and i occasionally get it not too often but there's something called writer's block sure where you just can't figure out what your next line is going to be and i don't i have to say i don't i haven't really struggled with that problem for me it's more about what not to include in the book, um, and editing stuff out. I tend to write too much. And, and so, um, I sort sometimes get distracted. And so I've got to get, get, you know, control of myself and say, listen, what's really crucial here? What, what do we have to keep? What, what should we eliminate? And, and let's just focus on what we really need to give the audience and what they really need to know. So, uh, this book, I think, altogether is is under fifteen thousand words, so um, it's a lot shorter than my previous books. It's, you know, deliberately was done that way uh, to be digestible and to be something that that is a reference book that people could keep on their desk or just look at really quickly, and um, you know, use in a, on an everyday situation to helping them make decisions. So. And I, and I think that's in general with how people's lifestyles are nowadays is they're super busy. They don't have time to read a you know, 300-page textbook on investing. So my book was deliberately designed to just give them what I think you know, are just the most important things on this particular subject of habits. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. I'm fond of saying that I'd rather be useful than brilliant, and uh, I think this book is 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 both of those things. And in uh, it's it's a great size. I think it is to your point easily digestible. Um, and I certainly enjoyed reading it. So, thank you. Well, Ron, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? And then where can they get a copy of the book? 
Yeah, so uh, you can check me out at etfguide.com, uh, you know, post, posting research there. I also do a weekly uh, podcast called the Index Investing Show. You can listen on uh, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or at indexshow.com. And uh, the book, Habits of the Investing Greats, is available at amazon.com. And uh, just go there and search under Habits of the Investing Greats and uh, get a copy. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ron your appreciation and share today's show as well as Habits of the Investing Greats with someone else who appreciates good ideas as well. Go to etfguide.com to learn more about Ron and what he's working on. Listen to the podcast on a weekly basis, the Index Investing Show, and get a copy of the book at amazon.com. I'll list all of that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Ron. Thanks, George, for having me. Take care. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.